Trump says it's time to fire Dade Phelan. It's January 30th, and these are your headlines. This is a story that I think we've been waiting on a little while, especially if you've been paying attention to what's been happening, not only in Texas, but in national news. And that has been a little bit of a mix now between the two, as former President Donald Trump has turned his eyes onto Texas, endorsing a challenger to House Speaker Dade Phelan. So here's what happened. Then a post on his social media platform, True Social, this afternoon, Trump offered his support to former Orange County Republican Chairman David Covey, who's running against him. He said in his post, David Covey is running against Dade Phelan, the Speaker of the Texas House of Representatives, who led the fraudulent impeachment of the recently re-elected in a landslide Attorney General of Texas. He said David is an America first conservative who will secure the border, restore election integrity, protect our families and our military, and defend our, our under siege Second Amendment. He then referenced a media interview done by Phelan last week in which he stated he would vote for Trump in November, saying that his words do not mitigate the absolute embarrassment Speaker Phelan inflicted upon the state of Texas and our great Republican Party. Now, Attorney General Ken Paxton, who has also endorsed Covey, indeed he was one of the early endorsements of Covey, praised Trump's announcement. He said it's time for HD21 to fire Dade Phelan. According to the polling I have seen, sounds like its voters are ready to send him back home. What could it be referring to? Well, he could be talking about a poll commission by Texans United for a Conservative Majority. That was released this morning that showed Covey leading Phelan by 7%. 35 to 28. That same poll showed that 85% of Republican voters in Phelan's district had a favorable opinion of Trump with 13, uh, uh, with 13% unfavorability. Phelan, meanwhile, remains underwater in favorability with 36% of those polls having a favorable opinion of him compared to 47% who view him unfavorably. Covey said he was proud to have Trump's endorsement saying that America-class politicians like Dade Phelan are not welcome in the Republican Party of Texas. And in a statement sent out to media outlets, Phelan accused his political opponents of seeking the endorsement, quote, in yet another attempt to get retribution against me for holding public officials accountable and defending the Texas House against outside interests. One does wonder, by the way, what he would be saying if somehow he did get Trump's endorsements. Something tells me it'd be a little bit different, right? But now having earned uh, Trump's, uh, without having earned Trump's endorsement, Phelan did pull in a different kind of endorsement this week. I'm not even joking about this. He was the only Republican endorsed by the AFL-CIO labor union. Literally, they put out a slate of endorsements, endorsed a ton of Democrats. Oh, but there's one Republican and it's Dade Phelan. What does that tell you? Remember, the Republican primary elections on March 5th, early voting begins February 20th. After the Texas legislature claimed they had passed the largest property tax cut in Texas history, well, a new report shows that Texas taxpayers are paying more than ever. The latest report from the Huffines Liberty Foundation revealed that new numbers re released by the comptroller, Glenn Hager, show that total property tax revenue increased last year by $165 million. Additionally, the report former state Senator Don Huffines and policy analyst Bill Peacock claims that there was never an $18 billion tax cut as advertised, but instead only $12.7 billion 
was dedicated to new property tax relief in the bill. The report says politicians fabricated the $18 billion so they could claim, one, that it was the largest property tax cut in history, larger than the 2007 property tax cut, and two, that the tax cut used at least half of last year's record $32 billion budget surplus. The report also states that while the legislature reduced property taxes, they did not consider that schools, cities, counties, and special districts raised property tax revenue more than the legislature lowered it. It said Texas taxpayers were robbed of a historic opportunity to eliminate the school property tax. Politicians must stop the endless quest of trying to solve the symptoms of a problem rather than solve the problem itself. In this case, the tax is the problem, Huffine says, so end it. Are you worried about your kid's future? You should be. I'm Charles Bland with Texas Tomorrow. This is a show where we're gonna talk about the issues and the people that are pushing the policies that concern your family, your home, and your kids. Catch Texas Tomorrow every Thursday. Last up, the fate of legislation to ban child gender mutilation in Texas is in the hands of the state Supreme Court. Senate Bill 14 by Senator Donna Campbell protects children from being chemically castrated by puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and from receiving mutilative surgeries. Well, after Governor Greg Abbott signed the bill into law uh, last year, the ACLU of Texas, as well as a group of families with gender-confused children, filed a lawsuit to challenge the gender mutilation ban, arguing that it would prevent trans youth from receiving, quote, life-saving care. Now, in August, a district judge in Travis County granted a preliminary injunction, which would temporarily allow children to continue to access gender mutilative surgeries and cross-sex hormones. That was quickly appealed by the Office of the Attorney General to the Texas Supreme Court, freezing the lower court's injunction and allowing the law to go into effect. Oral arguments were finally heard in the Texas Supreme Court today. I was there. Natalie Thompson, a lawyer with the Office of the Attorney General, argued that parental rights were not in question. She said physicians do not have a constitutional right to perform gender transitioning procedures. She also mentioned that the child would be subject to lifelong irreversible effects from gender mutilation procedures. Kenan Wooten, who argued the case for the ACLU, portrayed Senate Bill 14 as, quote, categorically banning gender-affirming medical care for transgender adolescents in the state of Texas. And the court will make a decision in the coming weeks whether to overturn the lower court's decision and keep the law in place. For more of today's stories, head to texasscorecard.com.